Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate the the setting of context. It's a a special way to read, and it's very helpful. Well, those of you who have spent some time with me, um, well, you'll get to know that my favorite celebrity is Josh Groban. I find his voice rich and resonant, and it seems to just pour down like melting chocolate. I also find his personality refreshing. I've, I've never heard him say anything negative about anyone. And to my knowledge, he hasn't been embroiled in any scandals. And it struck me recently when I heard him being interviewed, interviewed about one of the songs he wrote and sang a few years back now called River. He admitted on The View that back in, well, back in 2020 that when he was younger, he struggled with anxiety and depression, which, by the way, go hand in hand. He talked about finding healthy ways to cope with his feelings, and he mentioned that music can be healing for both singer and listener. And in the song River, Groban talks about his struggle, and many people responded and connected to it because they said they felt less alone in their own struggles with mental health. Many of us need permission and a means to vent and open up in life when we hear of someone who is high profile, vulnerably admitting that their internal life hasn't always aligned with what they project publicly. And we can feel a sense of connection, that we're not alone in life's dark places, that change and growth are always possible, that our nerves can be channeled into good energy and old patterns can indeed be broken. In short, we need to be reminded to go to our source with a capital S. Now for Groban, the source was a river, maybe literally, as he mentioned in the interview, literally getting out of the house and going for a walk to a river. But I think there's some metaphorical elements about going to a river as well. Perhaps his river was his art his God-given musical gifts, his medium of connecting with others. I want to share a few of River's initial lyrics with you and see if there's anywhere you connect. Some days I I can't say why I'm feeling lonely, and some days I am too proud to ask for help, and I stumble through the noise, trying to find some peace. A stranger in the crowd, I lose myself. So I walk down to the river where the troubles, they can't find me. Let the waters there remind me the sun will be there when we wake. I walk down to the river, though I might not understand it, it's not always as we planned it, but we grow stronger when we break. This raging world can get so overwhelming, looking for a meaning when it won't make sense. In my head, it's getting loud, like I can't outrun this cloud. No matter where I go, well, there I am. So I walk down to the river 
where the troubles they can't find me, let the waters there remind me the sun will be there when we wake. Well, those of you who have been at Christianity for a long time probably know that God talks a lot about water in the Word, all the way from Genesis to Revelation. God compares God's self to water, walks on it, and a river is said to, to flow from God's throne. Many miracles in the Bible involve water as well, like my favorite one about turning water into wine, but also the one in our scriptures today, Exodus 17 and Psalm 78. In Exodus 17, verses 1 to 7, Israel is thirsty as they are wandering in the desert, having left slavery in Egypt for the land of Sinai. They're having a difficult time in that desert and are lashing out at Moses. Slavery near the Nile's waters was looking better to them than their burning thirst at the moment along their journey. We here in Phoenix, of all people, know what a harsh and parched land the desert is, and we may be able to relate. And we too are on a journey through life with all of its highs and its lows and its mountain times and its desert times. The Bible commentator Michael J. Chan makes a few good points about our Exodus text today, which I want to share with you. He writes, before we pillory the Israelites too severely, we should note that they are not only on a journey through the wilderness, they're also on a journey of the soul, being transformed from an earlier existence as an enslaved people to that of an independent nation. Unlearning the habits of domination, reinforced by Pharaoh's extractive and cruel system of slavery and subjugation, is difficult. It's painful, it's patient work. It's the work of generations. Accepting kindness and generosity when all one has known is violent exploitation was never going to be a quick or easy process. Israel had been subjugated to, brutal, to a brutal existence under the yoke of Pharaoh, but they suddenly find themselves free of Pharaoh's chains and the recipients of God's kindness and mercy. So few would disagree that one of the Bible's most difficult commands is this call to trust. This is especially true when the world teaches you that your survival depends upon distrust and skepticism. These wilderness stories demonstrate just how difficult it would be to transform a formerly enslaved people into a trusting nation. Well, in response to Israel's murmuring, God staged a miracle, accentuated with a small amount of political pageantry. The Lord said to Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of your elders, take the elders of Israel with you, take in your hand the staff 
with which you struck the Nile, and go, I will be standing there in front of you at the, on the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so the people may drink. And, of course, the people do drink. Their thirst is slaked. That problem, among many others in the wilderness narratives, gets solved by the same God who called this particular people uh, forward for a divine purpose and mission to be God's light to the nations and then to bring forth the Messiah one day. So we learn from this story that God indeed provides. Now, what would anyone learn from an easy journey? How would we grow spiritually and learn to trust God if we had no struggles at all? How would our souls become strong and fit for heaven? So this is one potent take-home message for us today. The wilderness narratives in the Hebrew Bible, our Old Testament, these are a treasure trove of insight, especially for those of us who are experiencing or who have experienced all kinds of disruptions, transitions, grief, pain, and other adversity in life. Oh yes, we too probably grumble and murmur and blame our leaders. We blame our parents. We blame our past. We give in sometimes to depression and anxiety, and we throw our hands up. And we could be like that man in the New Testament that's described as a longtime invalid at the Sheepgate Pool. I don't, you've probably heard this story before. And Jesus famously asks him, do you want to get well before he went to heal him? Or we could get up and go down to our own river, whatever that may be for us, believing and trusting that where God calls, God provides. And God calls all of us to mission and purpose in life, just like God called Israel. At the end of the Exodus passage today, we learn the place where all this occurred gets named Masa, meaning testing, and Meribah, meaning complaint. The truth was that the people had continued to question in their hearts, is the Lord among us or not? The people of Israel were not changed overnight into people who believed in the wondrous power of the Almighty God, despite everything that happened and all that they had been taught through the experiences of deliverance and victory at the Red Sea. They had much to learn, but God was not going to reject them despite these problems. God had chosen them, and God was going to work through them no matter what happened along their journey. That was God's purpose and intent. So I think the question for us today is, what is your river? What is or has been life-giving to you? For some, it's Alcoholics Anonymous. For some, it's therapy. For some, it's their gift or their art, be it painting or sculpting, poetry, music, theater, dance. For some, it's serving others, visiting in prisons, leading a congregation, writing, reading, gardening, starting a group, 
connecting to a church. The particular source with a lowercase s for each person is individual, but the source with a capital S is communal because God is the ultimate source, the one who bestows and underlies all of our gifts and talents and holy interests and affinities. In Psalm 78, our second reading today, the psalmist looks back over all that he has heard and known from the oral tradition of his ancestors' stories, stories that he intends to be told again and again about all the glorious deeds and wonders his Lord has done. The psalmist remembers the marvels that God worked in the land of Egypt in the fields of Zoan where Moses performed miracles before Pharaoh to persuade him to release the Israelites from slavery. The psalmist remembers God dividing the sea and leading them with a cloud by day and a fiery light all night. He remembers the split rocks in the wilderness that yielded abundant water and how God caused waters to flow down like rivers. So all of you, all of us together, it's good to take stock in a similar fashion. Whenever you feel down, it's always a good thing to look back over your lives and with 2020 hindsight, name how God has pulled you through. Ask yourself, why would God not come through again and again all along life's journey? Like the psalmist, and with similar intention, remember how God has been there for you through the stories of your lives with all of their ups and downs. How did the problem get solved? What new doors blew open? In what person did God come to you? In what experience? Maybe in Holy Communion. Maybe in the wise counsel of a friend. Maybe in a song. I'd like to end by sharing with you the last verse and repeated refrain of Josh Groban's song, River. Let the calm pull me under far beyond the thunder, and tell me it will all be okay. Let the waves take all my worries and conquer them with fury. Give me shelter and be my escape. I walk down to the river where the troubles, they can't find me. Let the waters there remind me the sun will be there when we wake. My friends, there is a source of living water. For Christians, it's the cross of Jesus, where sin and death were forever defeated. You can choose to get up and tap into it. The well, the rock with the day spring of water, it's been there all along. Indeed, let's all go down to the river. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at beatitudeschurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.